Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come into the next hour of our show, and that what, means what? that we have a Bible study due. But before we do the Bible study, Could we need another clue quiz. for the quiz, because I don't know what it is. So if you know what it is, man, you got double prizes up for grabs, but I don't know what it is. So. But you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. I'm about to give you the second clue, though. You ready? You ready? You ready, yeah. Freddie? Yeah. Okay, clue number two. Paul used this letter to thank the church for sending him money to help him out in the ministry. Your brain is hurting, isn't it? It's about to explode. I can see it just spontaneously combusting, imploding. Just don't know what it is, do you? And you're wrong. (laughs) Writing down the wrong guess on your piece of paper. Slamming your fist on the desk. Who else could it? Oh... Next, no, 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 you can have it in the next clue. <laughs> Give us a call if you think you know what the answer is. 1-800-FAITH-FAM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your guesses to 0491 Of course, there is a prize mm. involved with the correct answer. Man, I'll tell you what, I was like really inspired by the last segment. Because like this chick is just like, she's yeah. doing her eyes and that's awesome. And making, but then she's just like, oh yeah, and I used to have my own TV show where I like, Rode my horse around Australia and like taught people about Jesus. Yeah, dude, crazy we need a segment. Cool. We need to get her on. We need to get her horse in I was here. Thinking that, yeah. We need to get her horse in here <laughs> to do a segment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, <laughs> I'm not sure about getting the horse on radio. I no, think. I'm totally sure about this. I have completely thought this through. Yeah, and I am well, sure that it would be a, an um, extremely good idea. You know how we always do our entrepreneurial adventures together. I think this might be an investment. You're it's a solo, your solo, yeah, thing. solo venture. Going into my solo career. Yeah, yep. yep. the the horse on the radio idea. I'm good for a horse on TV. Not sure it'd work that magically on radio. I think it would. I think you're just underestimating how amazing horses. The neigh of a horse. The neigh. Yeah, the neigh. I'm a naysayer. <sighs> <laughs> You're Sorry, a name, terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. terrible puns this morning. But no, I actually really love when a child gives their life to God mm. and God promises he'll use us and he already started using Taylor at a young age to yeah. reach other kids for God. Super it's an young. absolute testament to what a life, a young life for Christ can mm. do. You know, she, she she was only nineteen now, and her mm. horse show was years ago. You know, she must have been doing it in a in a early teens, late teens. Like it's just incredible. It's just incredible. If you're a kid, like, and you're still in school, you're like, oh, my ministry, my life, you know, can't really start until I finish. School. Don't even think like that. Give it to Jesus. He will seriously. Use you. This is like, well, you know, Taylor came from the environment of being homeschooled, which was huge for. Her. <coughs> I've I've always said this. Like, I think especially being a Seventh Day Adventist, and we have, you know. A, super decent um, education system. Yes. We have a, a number yeah. of schools We're in Australia. Schools. Yeah, yeah, and um, but man, like you know, and, and and I think Adventist schools are always sort of putting their best foot forward, trying to um, you know, trying to 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 meet the spiritual needs of the kids and, and yeah. trying to be a good influence. But it's like imagine then on top of that, like these young church kids because the majority of people who go to adventist schools like especially in in in, in areas i i got to work around the the kempsey seventh day adventist school only five percent of the student body are adventists yeah it's tiny the rest of them are non-adventists and so it's like you know and and predominantly non-christian mm-hmm. and so like man i feel like these kids who are just on fire for jesus from a young age they could just be such an evangelistic yeah i've always gun. said playgrounds and ministry fields yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And actually, like, really good point about that. So, one of my friends actually converted another one of my friends because they were best friends in school growing up. Yeah. And now yeah. that friend who was converted is currently attending Rise, and the friend who's my friend who converted the other friend is working at my church. We might need to get these friends on the radio and interview them about this. We might. Ministry. We might. But yeah, do you know? Like, I've heard so many stories about kids who've come into um, into the church. And when you ask them how, they're like, well, I went to school with a, you know, a kid who was a Christian mm. and he ministered to me on the playground. Like, you know, yeah. he was a witness to me at school. And now that I'm out of school, I'm, I've, I've become a Christian and this is, mm. this is the life I've chosen. I've seen it from a young age. I've witnessed it for years on end. Mm. I want in. Yeah, yeah, man, that is so, that is so awesome. And I think that we should just be encouraging like, 
oh, I just I just wish you just go to the go to the kids and say, man, like you're gonna do an amazing work. Work, but we can we can we have church every week, and and I, I'm I'm just super keen to see more and more young people. Um, you know, Taylor, but that's the thing. Taylor's still like 19. Yeah, she's so young. She's still yeah. so young, and she now she's like, okay, yep, like now I'm focusing on the on the adult world, and mm-hmm. she's just mm-hmm. taking the, that taking step, and you know, yeah. in in stride, and so that's that's awesome. But mm. well, not but and mm. I guess mm. we have a Bible study today. We do rather we do, and and over the last couple of days we've been talking about um, stewardship, stewardship, and particularly vegetarian and veganism, um, and basically. A quick summary of that. If you're not a vegan, then I'm sorry, but no, I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm, I'm just say lost <laughs> I myself am not a vegan, so so I would I would that would that you're would be very to a very. Sport. But I, I'm yeah. in the process. I've made a pact with a friend, and after her birthday, um, she's still considering it, but I'm pretty keen. After her birthday, which is coming up on the 27th of July, um, we're going to be. I'm going to be transitioning, in, transitioning in, yeah. to veganism. Um, and if people are wondering what the uh, connection between stewardship and uh, veganism or vegetarianism is, the facts are simple. Um, you know, the lifestyle that one leads when one is a vegan, a vegetarian, a healthy uh, diet lifestyle is taking care of your health, which is good stewardship mm-hmm. of the body that God has blessed you with. And also, going plant-based is the single best thing you can do for the environment uh, in terms of... Um, absolutely destroying the world with the pollution that comes from animal agriculture. It's the highest pollutant on the planet. Um, so, you know, we, we're given steward, stewardship, we're given dominion of the earth, and we're told to take care of it, and we've just been making an absolute mess of it and destroying it ever since. Um, and animal agriculture is the biggest way that we're destroying it. Mm. And so to transition to a plant-based diet is one of the best things you can do yeah. in terms of stewardship of the earth. So mm. your body and the earth, which are two huge aspects. Of course, there's other stewardship. I mean, most people do initially think of money and yeah. tithe and, and you know paying bills when they think of stewardship. But those are the two aspects we're talking about in relation to uh, mm. veganism and vegetarianism. But I think I, I, I want to take this Bible study in the route of getting back to the biblical narrative mm-hmm. um, of what's going on here. Because the reason we started talking about stewardship is because um, in the beginning, Adam was given dominion over the earth of which he was to be a steward of. Um, and that's how he sort of got on that line of like, oh man, you know, where, you know, what are we supposed to be doing as stewards of the earth? But I want to get yeah back to the biblical narrative and I want to talk about the transition from when humanity was a good steward to when humanity was a bad steward. And we talked about how stewardship, you know, and, and, and vegetarianism and, and just everything like that. It's just like vegetarianism. I don't know why I said that. But anyways, like, look, we're given a bunch of responsibilities by God mm-hmm. um, that we should just live up to. And the reason he gives them to us is because he loves us. And but it's also be- because it's good for us. But also like, you know, he gave us this earth to look after and that's our responsibility. We also talked about, you know, the, the, uh, I'm pretty sure in, we mentioned the, you know, the responsibilities that we have to, to be a witness and to, to do all these things. Like we're given those things as responsibilities, um, not necessarily occupations. There's like this little dif- difference there, you know, an occupation is something that you do because that's your career. That's something that you get paid for. But then there's a responsibility, which is something that you do. Yeah, one Just one involves your skill set. One of them involves like whether or not you think you're able to do this because given it to you to do, which mm. is an enabling in and of itself. Mm. So I wanted, yeah, to talk about the transition when humanity were good stewards, when humanity was in line with what God, you know, the plans that God had for them, and then they step out of that, you know, and it's a super sad story. Um, essentially, yeah, and 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 look. If even if you are the single most unknowledgeable person about the Bible, you know, you probably have some. I think, especially you know, if you're Australian, you have some kind of experience or, or know something about the creation account, mm. um, and but then also the account of the of the fall of of man, and how that happened. Like when when we talk about stewardship. I believe that how the fall of man happened was that one terrible steward just influenced someone else to be a bad steward. 
Oh, and you then mentioned they influenced this each other and influenced each other, but it started with one. Mm-hmm. It started with one person who didn't live up to the responsibilities that God gave them. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. The original bad steward. The original person, because again, it's like, stewardship is about keeping the responsibilities that God has given you. Mm-hmm. And this person had some responsibilities from God that they felt that they were no longer obliged to keep. Um, do you actually know who I'm talking about? Like at first I was like, is it Eve because she busted out the fruit or is it maybe the devil himself mm. or is it Adam because he was supposed to be looking after Eve? Like- well, we're going to go to the original, the first sin. Mm-hmm. The first sin. Um well, it's like, well, not the first sin of humanity, because um, we know the first sin of humanity was to, to go against God by, by eating the fruit of the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the first like time where someone just said, no, you know what? I don't want to live up to the responsibility that God has given me. Um, and that comes from Lucifer himself. So basically, Lucifer, who ended up becoming Satan, I, I would hazard a guess that maybe all of you guys who are, who are listening have, have heard of this guy, um, essentially... He was an angel of the Lord. Mm. In fact, he was, in in terms of all the created beings, he was the highest ranked. He was one of the covering cherubim. What that means is he was part of the angels who was directly um, beside God, you know, in contact with God. Like, he was just living his best life. Um, he was the 2IC. Sorry? He was the 2IC. Sorry? 2IC, second in command. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. two I see. You've never heard of two I see? No, just it's just an acronym for second in command. Okay, yeah. but that's who he was. He was like he was the guy. He was the leader of the entirety of creation, um, and essentially, he gets into this place where he's like, "Ah, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't mm. want to do this anymore." And it's like, okay, well, what did, what did he want to do? Was he just like, oh, like, I'm, I'm really sick of this job. God, can you, can you give me a less difficult job? No, he went the other way. He was like, you know what? Like, you know, I've been given everything by God, you know, and I have some responsibilities to keep. And, and my whole life just revolves around the fact that, you know, that God loves me and he sustains me. But you know what? What if I was God? What if I could be God? And it's interesting here that bad stewardship in, in, in Lucifer's case didn't necessarily come from being lazy, like which is something that, that people usually think about. They're yeah. like, oh, you know, neglecting you're, or something. you're a bad steward because you're, yeah, you're neglecting, you're being lazy. You're I think neglectful. that's a trap mm-hmm. that, that all of us fall in, whereas Lucifer's just like, nope, I just want to do something that I'm not called to do. Yeah. I want to take something onto my plate that I, well, that's, this is the thing. He literally can't mm, because because check this out, God. Okay, why is God God? Uh, that's a really great question. I don't really why is God? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? No, that's okay. Um, look, the Bible says this in Revelation chapter four and verse eleven. It says, "Thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created." God is the only person in the universe that has the ability to create, to literally speak things into existence. That's who God is, and no one else does, and that includes Lucifer. Um, not only you know does Lucifer not have the ability to, to create, but he also doesn't have the ability to be all-knowing, ever-present. Like, he is just... He's an angel. He's a created being. Um, and, it, and it's interesting. We, we read this account in the book of Ezekiel in chapter 28 of, of what... Lucifer's life essentially looked like before he was, um, before he was trying to 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 get away from God. Before he was trying to to in fact before he was trying to be God, we see this account of like what he was doing, um, and and what he was like. And do you want to read that in in Ezekiel twenty eight, starting in verse? Oh, let's start, um, like halfway through verse twelve, where it says, "Thus says the Lord." Do you have that part? Ah, uh, yep, Vestris. Oh, here we go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you are the model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red cardinal, 
Carnelia, what Carnelian? I don't know. <clears throat> Pale gold peridot, white moonstone, blue green beryl, onyx green jasper, blue lapis lazuli, turquoise, and emerald. All beautifully carved for you and set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained and appointed, anointed you as the majestic, sorry, the mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Mm. So we just see here, like, Lucifer, he is like, the, the Bible calls him the seal of perfection. He is like just this perfect, angelic being, powerful, beautiful. Like, how many different stones was he covered yeah, with? Like, he that must is, have been real. That is like on point right there. Yeah. He was styling and he was just incredible. And then it just <laughs> comes to the point. But like he he's given his then he's given his jo- job by God he's anointed as a cherub who covers and he is like doing his thing and he you know he is amazing and he's awesome and then it says then evil was found in him it says evil was found in him, particularly in, in in my translation it says iniquity um, which iniquity just describes it's just a description of like an ongoing all encompassing sort of evil like this yeah. evil was found in him it's like Oh, well, what what was this evil? What made him evil and what made him become a terrible steward? Um, and we read that in, actually, in Isaiah 14. I'll just have a quick read through this. It says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. So, again, God is making a reference back to, in, in this passage, like, remember what you were? Like, you were the son of the morning. You were like the guy who, who was just, you know, you were my covering cherub. You were amazing. Um, but then it's like, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the Most High, uh, above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregations, on the farther sides of the north, and I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the Most High. So essentially, like, he's just like, yes, like, I want to be the best. I want to be better than God. You know, I've been given my jobs. I've been given my responsibility. I've given everything I possibly need, but no, that's not enough. That's not enough. I'm going to, I'm, it's actually, we said it's not because of neglect. Usually neglect comes from a place of just pure laziness that we would rather like not do something and instead of doing it. But for, for Lucifer, he would rather do something else. Yeah. And that is be God. Mm-hmm. He's like, yep, I'm going to go and I'm going to be God. And I'm going to show everyone that I'm like the most legit guy. Um, but, of course, like, he can't. And so this was the evil that was found in him. This was the iniquity that was leading him astray from his responsibilities. And it goes on to say um, in Matthew, sorry, in Ezekiel chapter 28, um, after it says iniquity was found in you, it says, by the abundance of your trading, um, you became filled with violence. That word there, by the abundance of your trading, is actually, um, that word represents, it's like a saying in in hebrew that basically means like he was spreading lies like in the original translation he was like spreading information and lies and he was trading abundantly um yeah information which was untrue it says by the abundance of your trading you became filled with violence and you sinned therefore i cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of god and destroyed you um o covering cherub from the midst of the fiery stones and basically we see here it's like he gets to such a point in which he's focused on doing something that he's not called to do. He becomes such a terrible steward that he becomes filled with violence and, and, and he becomes a liar and he becomes like, he just starts doing everything wrong. And for me, when I read this, I see a direct relationship between our stewardship and our morality as humans. Like if we can't live up to the light of the stewardship that, you know, God is the responsibilities that God has entrusted us with, then we're going to fall in every other way in our morality, in our, like his, you know, it's by the abundance of his trading or what is trading. It's the spreading of deceit, the spreading of lies. And of course that is a, um, that is a, you know, a violation of the 10 commandments. Like, so his bad stewardship, his want to do something that he didn't have to do and neglect of the thing that he did have to do led him to literally like just, 
give up on everything else. And of course, when we've been talking about stewardship, we've been mentioning some of the responsibilities we've been given by God. You know, some one of those is that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit and that we should um we should be not neglecting our health, you know, and 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 the one of the best ways to go that about that in this day and age to not neglect our health and also to be good for the environment is to be vegetarian. On top of that, you know, we've been talking about the 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 great commission that God has given us, the responsibility He's going got He has given us to to win the world and to win the people around us. We get more into it right after this. This is Francesca Battistelli uh, with "If We're Honest." Truth is harder than a lie. Dark seems safer than the light And everyone has a heart that loves to hide I'm a mess and so are you We've built walls nobody can get through Yeah, it may be hard But the best thing we could ever do Ever do Bring your brokenness and I'll bring mine Cause love can heal what hurt divides And mercy's waiting on the other side If we're honest If we're honest Don't pretend to be something that you're not Living life afraid of getting caught There is freedom found when we lay our secrets down at the cross At the cross So bring your brokenness and I'll bring mine Cause love can heal what hurt divides And mercy's waiting on the other side I just, I just love it. I'm like, I wish we could get like, can we hire a pianist <laughs> to sit in here and just play like lounge music as we speak? I think the problem would not so much be hiring the pianist as fitting a piano into this no, tiny no, no, studio. No, 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 no. Easy, easy, easy. How I could do it. I could be the pianist. Yeah, why don't you do it? I, I will. I, you know, look, look. We, if if you want to hear lounge music on Faith FM while we speak. Live from the studio, lounge music from a tiny little piano. Give us a text or give us a call, 1-800-324-843 or text us at 0491064669. Flood us, spam us with text that you want to hear lounge music because it'll just be be amazing. Or we can just use those same numbers and dance the question, uh, answer the Bible quiz and get a free prize for yourself. Yeah, oh yeah, you could do that too. Okay, so here is... Mm, clue oh, number three. I still haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, what book am I? Paul wrote this letter while in chains for preaching the gospel. That's what I like to hear. You're in chains, just write a letter, write a book. You are writing something. Let me see what it is. Uh, 
keep writing something. Keep writing something. You are correct. You! Oh, I knew it. Oh. Good on you. After the last one, I was like, I can't believe I stuffed it up. That's like one of my favorite books too. In Same, fact, I love it. okay, if you know me and you know my Bible case, because I have a Bible and I've got a Bible case that goes around my Bible, I have a verse from this book written on my Bible case. Oh, I do like that one. So, if you know me and you know what this verse is that's written on my Bible case, and it's the only verse written on my Bible case, you will win the prize if you call up and answer the correct question 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, uh, or text 0491-063-669. Mm. Let's jump back into the Bible study, Lawson. Oh, yeah. So, basically, before I got cut off by the music, rude, um, <laughs> <laughs> Before I got cut off, um, I was talking about the the relationship between, like, being a good steward and, like, the rest of your Christian experience, essentially. Like, what led, um, what led Lucifer to, like, give up on, like, the most divine and amazing calling was just essentially he wanted something more. And so, that caused him to be a bad steward. And then because of that, he started to to lie and to, to, to then become, that was the, you know, the beginning of the Satan, um, that we know today. And a part of that, yeah, was bad stewardship. And I think I just want to ask the question, like for myself, I'm like, man, am, is there some things that I'm seriously neglecting in my life? Um, that, or is there something you're overreaching for? Or I'm overreaching for that, that is just causing me to compromise myself just because, just because I want it. You know, I think, Ooh, this is going to get get a bit touchy. Go on. I think, like, this is something that often happens in relationships. Okay. You want something that you can't have. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not God-ordained. You haven't prayed about it. You haven't given it to God. You see something and you want it. Actually, I, I was reading through the, the story of Samson recently in the book of Judges. Mm. And he, he sees the... He sees that, oh, well, before Delilah. The Canaanite women. The Canaanite women. And he's just like, <laughs> and he's like to his parents, <laughs> I laugh about this all the time with my friends. Like, we read this story and laugh because he's like, he sees the Canaanite m- women and then he's like, Mom and Dad, can you go get her for me, please? <laughs> like, the fu- <laughs> like, I'm just imagining like some lazy like dude just like, Mom and Dad, help me. And like, just super socially awkward, like. Go get the woman for me. <laughs> it is it is a weird culture to us now to think back then that was like the norm. But then the rest of that story, like he sees like this lion on the ground and then he like the lion has honey in it and then he like makes this point and is like how he didn't tell his parents and he's like, Oh, saw a lion carcass today. Didn't tell me mum and dad. Oh man, I'm living on the edge right now. But it's like okay, enough with the jokes though, but but seriously, it was you know, Samson was called to be one of the, the great um, leaders of Israel. He was yeah. blessed with the Holy Spirit and he was blessed with... Oh, then there's... Sorry, the, just, I just have to mention the other thing where he's like, all these people come to his wedding and if they can't work out a riddle, we just like kill them all. Um, that's that's super hectic. Um, he's lost control. But anyways, like he, he was blessed by God with just extreme strength. And it says he was, you know, at times filled with the Holy Spirit to lead God's people. Yet... Because he wanted what he couldn't have, like, and that started with the Canaanite women and then with Delilah and all these things, like, he was just wrecked for it, you know? Yeah. Maybe not so much what he couldn't have or what he shouldn't have had. He wouldn't, what he shouldn't have had. Yeah. Um, Like. What was bad for him? He he was just, he was destroyed. And and it's like, you know, it's going to be good talking to the guy in, in, in heaven and asking him, like, dude, was she worth it? You yeah, know, was it worth it? And maybe he'll respond and be like, "Oh yeah, she was pretty hot." Like, but I, I doubt There's it. No I way. doubt it. I'm, I'm the a- way that he died, like pulling that building down on top of all those um, sinful revelers and himself. Yeah, like that to me is just an act of someone who knows, someone who is, has a, mm. a life of regret behind them. Hundred mm, percent. And it's just like for for us, you know, like yeah, what are we reaching for that we shouldn't be? I, I loved. What Taylor was saying, that she's like, look, I don't really know where I'm supposed to go. Uh, supposed to go. Supposed to go. I ha- you know, I think like anyone, she probably has different wants and aspirations in life. Like, oh, I'd be, be really cool if I could get into this thing. I was, I was talking about this a few days ago. Like, I know what my calling is, but there's still things that I want. 
and it's like, but but Taylor just made the point so perfectly. But she's like, look, I'm just gonna do what God wants me to do. Like mm. I'm just gonna go where God wants me to go. He'll open the doors. He'll get it done for me. And it's like, and we sh- sorry. God's calling is always so much higher than our wants. Oh well. yes. Yeah. We you think know. we know better, but really we don't. Yeah, God's calling is such a nobling. If you think about what Samson was called for, mm. you know, being in his shoes and the same with Lucifer, it's easy for us to look back now and so and say, well, that was stupid. You really sold out. You undersold yourself. You had so much that you could have done and instead mm. you just chucked it all out the window for one woman or for, you know, one little jealousy and uh, where you could have been is so completely different. But for us now in the moment, we still think the, think the same way. We're like, oh, but this is what I want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And God just has so much more for us. And I think, yeah, it's just important to just continue to come back to him, to not like, because honestly, it's like, you know, and, and, and those, yeah, those wants could even even be noble, but it's just like we, if man, we just got to keep giving it, we need giving to it to God. We yeah. need to give it to God because, you know, you don't know the kind of places which you'll end up. If, you ki- right. if, if you're using all your effort to chase something that God just wants to give you, when God just wants to give you something else because he knows what's best for you. Like, you do not know where you'll end up. And it's like, in, in, in a, so you don't know where you'll end up if you're just earnestly following God. You'll probably get, you know, you'll get the things that you need and the things that you want. But if you st- stop doing that and you start chasing things that you can't have, um, as Lucifer did, you don't know where you could end up on the other side. And, it, you know, for Lucifer, going from the, car- the covering cherubim you know, the the highest ranked angel of all the angels, the highest ranked of all creation, to now he's just, he, he he's going to be destroyed. I think it's important to notice that being a Christian doesn't mean you have to live a life where you never, ever, 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 ever get to have what you want. Like, mm. your wants will start to align with what God had wants for you. You know, it, the Bible says that he fulfills the desires of our hearts. Amen. Yeah. And like, literally, me sitting here doing radio is like a testimony to that. Because fully, like, since I was 15 years old, I've always been, like, a pretty funny kid, and people were like, man, it'd be awesome if you did some speaking or whatever. Actually, the first one, the first sort of indication of that was I was at a, um, I was at a, a, a presentation for the, the State Motorbike Association, and because I had, I had um, gotten second in the state for one of my competitions, I got invited to this, like, fancy dinner night, and I had to go up and, and do, like, a little speech for, for getting second. And the guy who was hosting it was Kenny Sutcliffe, who was, like, one of the, the most, um, you know, one of the most experienced sports commentators slash news reporters on in Australia. And he was like, oh, um, Lawson, how, how are you? I'm, and I did this whole thing. I was like, thanks, Kenny. Like, I was on the news. And everyone just laughed. And it was like this whole thing. Everyone was always encouraging me. Like, oh, it'd be really good if you could do some speaking. And I was like, always wanted to be on the radio since I was 15. Um, but never got into it because I never had the opportunities. And then I became a Christian and now I'm on radio. Amen. And so I'm just following what God wants for me and he's giving me what I need. So um, if you're out there, if you're sitting there like, oh, man, I have these wants, I have these aspirations, man, just give it to God. Just give them to Jesus. He's going to work that out for you. He's going to fight for you in that. This is now Katie Gustafson with According to Thy Gracious Word. Broken 
forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving, a program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness, a relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Are you looking for free, wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays? Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine-year-olds. What do you mean frog, Lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians? No. Frog stands for fully relying on God. And this holiday's theme is dare to be different. Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts and snacks. This is a one-day only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9am. To register your kids, call 0411 The address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland. Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited. That number again, 04. 04- one one triple two seven six zero. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
divine guiding light. Well, I want to love you regardless of anyone else does. I want to serve you even if I'm all alone. Welcome back to Faith FM. We've come to the time of question of the day. But before yes. that, do you want to do a clue for the quiz? Yes, another clue for the quick, 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 quick quiz. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have to kill some time while I quickly get my phone ready. That's what I'm usually doing. Um, oh, wait, I'm in the wrong account, but not do it on my personal account again. I'm such a doer of that a lotter. Okay, clue number four. This is another a uh, another quote from this book. So, what book am I? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider our others better than yourself. For selves. And then after the verse it says, I have four chapters. So what book did that verse come from? And what book has only four chapters? Give us a call if you know the answer. It's a good book. You should read it. It's a great book. Oh, it is a top It's a great book. book. Before we get into our question of the day, I just want to do a quick shout out. Yes. Um, a group of South New South Wales young adults and youth have just arrived in the Philippines. Oh, I nice. believe. I believe they're either in the Philippines or they're still in transit on the way there. Uh, no, they should be there by now. Um, they're in the Philippines preaching the gospel, doing the Lord's Amen. work. And as you know, as we, we spoke to one of our Arise students, Taylor, um, you know, on the on the phone, Arise isn't the only way to get involved in ministry. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of different people. In fact, the North New South Wales um, program is going to be leaving in the next couple of days, I believe, um, on the 10th. But no, the group, of, uh, the group of South New South Wales guys are over there. And in particular, shout out Jasmine Bell. She's a, she's a, young, uh, a young woman who works at our church. And uh, she was just texting me then that she's like over there safe, and she's like got all her you know material ready, and she's uh, gearing up to preach her first sermon tonight. So man, that that's such an awesome experience, just to like head to another country and just go. You know, she's going to be, and the rest of these people are going to be preaching for the next fifteen days straight. Wow! And it's just like like isn't this that is where amazing? God can lead you. Yeah, the Philippines preaching. It's amazing. God can really do great things in the lives of kids. Uh, Lawson. Mm-hmm. It is time to answer the question. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. What's the question? We can postpone it no longer. So the question is this. If God is in heaven, right, mm-hmm. where is the devil right now? Oh, oh, mate, I can tell you where he is right now. According to the Bible, let's, uh, let's, flick, it, let's flick it on open. Try and do a flicking sound effect by yeah. holding a Bible up, but it's not really picking up the sound. Yeah, rip. Okay. Anyways, so let's go to Revelation chapter 12. Um, yeah, Revelation chapter 12. And this just ga- gives us a very basic and simple understanding. It's like, where is Satan right now? And it's like, it basically gives us a flashback at the start of time um, and, and then brings us through to, to what's going on. And he's like... And war broke out in heaven. This is starting in Revelation chapter 12, verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a, face, a place found for them in heaven any longer. So that great dragon was cast out, that serpent of all, old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Rejoice, O heavens, um, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. So where is where, where is where is the devil right now? Sometimes I think he's on my shoulder. Oh, oh. yep. But he's, he's ro- racing like a roaring lion. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, the devil is he's here. Yeah. He's on Earth. Um. And but I love the the point that it makes here is like he has great wrath, and it's like oh man, that's scary. You know, for for the most powerful angel in the universe to have great wrath against you, that's pretty rough gig. You know, even to the point where it says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. That's hard. Then he's like, but he he has great wrath because he knows he has a short time. You know, we have salvation to look forward to. We have Jesus. We have God who's made every um, provision that we should be saved. So, man, we don't need to be freaking out. Like, we got God on our side. The Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? It's a quote from 
Classic Romans 8. I believe that's 828, right? Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. 828. Yeah. If God is for us, then who can be against, against us? us. Yeah. Um, or maybe that's for all things work together for good. Anyways, nonetheless, um, God is good. We're all good. Satan is here, but that's okay because Jesus already came and he died for us. So, yeah, let's just continue living our lives the best that we can. This is Matt Minicus featuring Clint McCloy, McCoy with Chief of Sinners. For the quiz, Lost, I'm going to hit you with it right oh, now. Okay. What Sweet. book am I in? In chapter 4, verse 13, Paul boasts that he can do all things through Christ who gives him strength. This book precedes the book of Colossians. You have that was like the exact clue. That was the exact verse, verse that was written that was on, on your, my yeah. case. So you have like a matter of minutes, really, to call us here and still grab that while the phone lines are still open. Uh, in the meantime, it is time uh, for the end of the show. It is time for us to give away yes. a fray bay. Uh, so give us a call right now. First person who calls wait, through on one eight hundred Faith FM. Can you repeat that? What, what are we giving away? A fray bay. Okay, okay, you. Yeah. End Time Hope, A Journey to Eternity by Mark Finley. Mm. Uh, a really great book. On the back, it talks about, you know, terrorist threats and school violence and devastating tornadoes, our shaky economy, rising nuclear threat, Iran, North Korea. Everything just seems to be so frightening, um, unless, you know, you understand what's happening behind today's yeah, headlines. Wow. Uh, and the bo- this book will actually provide answers, real answers to uh, the confusing dilemma um, that this world is really facing. And so if you want to learn what's going on behind all that kind of stuff, what the Bible has to say all about, about all those um, all those events and all these goings on in our planet today, it does kind of seem like our world is just falling apart at the seams. Um, but there is hope. There is answers. This book outlines them all. End Time Hope, A Journey to Eternity by Mark Finley. First person to call now will get a copy completely for free. 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. 
Um, and you can snap that up for yourself. We'll send it to you free of charge. And, Lawson. Yes. Do we, like, provide people with Bible studies if they're keen? We totally do. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, if you want to get in contact with us um, about, you know, hooking up with someone to study the Bible with you, if you want to know more about the Bible, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. And, hey, if you're in the Newcastle area, you can study the Bible with uh, with me. We've had such a good day. We've had such a fun show. Now, uh, keep stay tuned. Yeah, have more. a great weekend. We'll yeah. be back Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs>